just like any other family, I think it's not always neat. Sometimes family life is very messy, but when when love wins, we we get to do what we're called to do. Welcome to Sharing Our Marianist Stories, a new podcast brought to you by the North American Center for Marianist Studies, otherwise known as NACMAS. I'm Patty Garrett. And I'm Sister Gabby Bebo. Today we're going to hear Maureen Hook, a lay Marianist from St. Louis, talk about how much she enjoys being a member of the Marianist family. I really enjoyed interviewing her because she's got such compassion and drive. Patty recorded this interview, like many of our interviews, at the Marianist Lay Assembly this past summer, and Maureen was really happy and excited to share about the Marianist family in St. Louis, which is where she lives and has lived for many years. Um, Two of her sons went to St. Mary's High School, which is a Marianist high school in St. Louis, and she's been a big part of getting a Marianist Lay community started um, at that high school and is very involved in the Marianist family in St. Louis. So she talks a little bit about that. So we are happy to share this interview with you and we hope you enjoy it. My name is Maureen Hoke from St. Louis, Missouri. I first met the Marianists in 1979 when Father Jim Tobin was the head of campus ministry at the medical school at St. Louis U. So he was really my first introduction to the Marianist family. In the 80s, I was involved in a retreat program in St. Louis called Search for Christian Maturity, which was young adults, late college or just out of college. And we actually held the retreats at St. Mary's High School in St. Louis. So that was another touch-in with the Marianists there. And then my two boys are recent graduates of St. Mary's High School, and that's where I sort of fell in hook, line, and sinker with the Marianist family. When my oldest was a sophomore at St. Mary's, Father Mitch Doyen, who is an archdiocesan priest in St. Louis, but also a lay Marianist, realized that they did a great job at St. Mary's with Marianist charism and formation with the faculty and staff, and they do a really good job with the boys with the charism what he realized was they were totally missing the parents. And maybe the parents learned the Marianist doxology, but beyond that, a lot of them had no idea what it meant to be sending their kids to an archdiocesan Catholic high school in the Marianist tradition. And so he invited a group of us who had been involved with the Parent Association to start learning about the Marianist charism, and we started with the books by Father Stefanelli on the Three Founders, And that grew into a lay Marianist group um, that continues today. Um, We have seven members now on a regular basis still meeting. It's been five years. And um, one of the members of the faculty group continue to meet with us on a monthly basis. Is there a particular tenant of the Marianist charism that draws you? There's a couple of them. I really like the discipleship of equals, you know. Um, The first branch of the Marianists was the laity. When Father Chaminade was working to re-Christianize France, he decided, I'm sure with help from the Blessed Mother and the Holy Spirit, that the best way to do that was going to be with the laity. 
And most religious branches, the priests are first, the sisters are second, and then, you know, the the laity sort of come as an afterthought. And it's not like that with, with our Marianist family. And so between that, between the fact that I feel like we as lay people are are really not only appreciated but valued and treasured as members of the family and not like third-class citizens in the family. Um, and so then that discipleship of equals and the concept that we meet at a round table. Um, the priests don't laud it over the brothers that, well, I'm a priest and you're just a brother. We're just all members of this family, and the jobs that we do are ways that we are carrying out the mission that, that we're called to, which is the same for all of us, whether it's a priest or a brother or a sister or a layperson. We're all called with Mary to bring Jesus to the world. That's plain and simple what we're called to do, and we do it together as a family. And just like any other family, I think it's not always neat. Sometimes family life is very messy. But when, when love wins, we, we get to do what we're called to do. During the next part of the interview, I get to ask Maureen how she has used the characteristics of the Marinas family and integrated it into her role as mother. From what I know of you, you take your vocation as mother so seriously, beautifully seriously. How does being a Marianist influence that vocation for you? One of the biggest things is, I I wish I'd learned it 18 years ago um, or 20 years ago before I first became a mom, but learning about the, the virtues of Jesus and in particular the silences. When I started learning about the silences and we were reading Father Hackenworth's book, I was just like, oh my gosh, I I just can't do this. It's too hard. And then I got to the point where I would say something and immediately the thought would come into my head, oh man, that would have been a really good time for silence of words. So silence of words, silence of signs in particular, you know, casting those glances that could kill. Um, Those are two of the things that I work really hard on now and every once in a while I'm actually successful in having a thought come into my head and not having the words that go with that thought come out of my mouth. Um, That and I I feel like I've had a really special relationship with Mary most of my life. I can remember when I was three, my mom teaching my twin sister and I to pray the Hail Mary and exacting a promise from us that we would say at least one Hail Mary every day. And I, I can say with all my heart that most days of my life I've kept that promise. When I finally sort of with full force bumped into the Marianist, I feel like I had, you know, a, a lot of years of of walking with her. And I have conversations with Mary. And, you know, every once in a while the conversation is, you know, I know you're fully human just like I was. I know you had a boy just like I did. But you didn't deal with a kid driving a car. There weren't drugs and social media. And so you got to help me here because I don't have a clue. How has your relationship with Mary changed from the three-year-old little girl to you now as as the mother of two young adults? I I think we went from a mother-daughter relationship 
to friends who are thick as thieves, you know, that there's nothing I can't talk with her about. Every day at three o'clock when that alarm goes off on my phone and I stand with Mary at the foot of the cross, that she stood, that in the midst of grief that I can't even imagine and right now has me on the verge of tears, that she stood. And I don't think till I started appreciating that three o'clock prayer that I had that profound um, appreciation for the strength that, that she had and also for the role that she had as a guide for the apostles. Um, in that three days when Jesus was in the tomb, um, and in the weeks after that, and being present with them in the upper room, that she was a rock for them. Um, and I think that she started stepping more and more into that role from the wedding feast at Cana when she didn't tell anybody what to do. You know, she didn't tell Jesus, like, I would tell my kids, go clean your room or, you know, go run to the store and get bread. All she told him was, there's no more wine. And then she told us, do whatever he tells you. And I, th I think that showed a trust for Jesus and for those servants. But I think she was speaking to all of us, her trust in us to be able to do what he tells us. And then her commitment to be there with us through the journey. What are your hopes and dreams for the future of the Marianas family? What do you hope the Marianas family looks like? I, I really hope that more young people accept the invitation to consecrated life. Um, and at the same time, I hope that we continue to draw in more and more lay people of all ages and socioeconomic status and colors and educational backgrounds and everything else, just to keep the family alive and growing and really continuing actively to pursue the mission of, with Mary, bringing Jesus to the world. Thank you for listening to Sharing Our Marianist Stories. To learn more about this podcast, go to www.nacmas.org. That's www.nacms.org. And if you enjoyed this podcast or other podcasts that we've done, please tell your friends and invite them to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or Stitcher, or just look us up on the website. Thanks for listening.